1: Terms and conditions apply.
2: My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In
3: response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community.
2: There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community.
3: Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on V-CINN.
4: Presidents Day. I'm Jared Smith in Fort Gill, Alexander. The next two days, this is Umber's Game, powered by DraftKings, hanging out live in downtown Las Vegas at the D. Kelly Bidlin in his usual perch. We are recapping what was an intriguing NBA All-Star weekend. I don't want to get too much into it. In our first hour, we did touch on what the All-Star game has become, but congratulations to the East um, and all of the points that were scored last night. They win the All-Star game over the West, uh, uh, but again, uh, not the best watch. What was a good watch this year, was the NFL we were talking in our last segment Kelly about the offensive player of the year awards futures markets of course the futures markets we're not in the stage where we're rushing to bet this but it is a good talking point because I'm always interested in framing them or framing the discussion yeah. as we can then turn the page turn the chapter and move on to what is going to be as I said a cold dark off season but we're still excited to discuss this stuff defensive player of the year doesn't move the needle for me and for you, I think it's more about the guys at the top that are probably going to still be at the top when the season starts.
5: Yeah, done. I mean, we, we've seen this play out a couple years now, right? Micah Parsons, T.J. Watt, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, those are your
4: four to- guys at the top of the Mount board. Mount Rushmore. I think it makes a lot of sense, <laughs> and guess what, Jared? I think one of those four guys will most likely win this likely. award again. What about Max Crosby, though? <laughs> and again, that's a guy that took a little steam, and, and I would say frankly, Hutchinson. Uh, Hutchinson. Um, it, those two I mean, guys. he was big early in the season last year, right? 100%, and those are guys guys that I don't want to say aren't as talented as the guys at the top, but I think they don't have the same pedigree just yet based off of experience and based off of namesake, perhaps with Bosa and Watt. I mean, these guys have multiples of themselves in brother form around the (laughs) NFL. But you 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 look at those two players and Max Crosby, I think. Might have had more impact of one player on one team than any other sport, just because of how bad the Raiders' defense was at times last year. But he was the shining star.
5: Yeah, no, he was, he was. But it's there's just in this award, so much win equity tied up at the top, right? I like wait Like I, I think seven, I think seven to one on Crosby or twelve to one on Aiden Hutchinson. Just right now, too short. Too. It's just way too short. I would need much longer odds to be even interested in
4: that. Yeah, Chris Jones, I think, is a guy you look past because of the contract stuff because yep. of the fact that you don't like to bet on like Jones is a guy that's an effort guy. Like you need high effort. And I just don't think the chiefs early in the year, the hangover, right? We saw it this year. We saw them str- actually, to be fair, it was more midseason. They kind of yeah. had that hangover early in the year. They actually started pretty solid and then they tailed off the Raiders lost Christmas Day and then, you know, things kind of moved up from there. Um, and, and in some of the other guys in the bottom list, Will Anderson, right? The Texans win equity. You want to talk about a team that maybe overachieved over their skis in year one under D'Amico Ryans, but certainly Will Anderson was a big reason why that Texans defense with Ryans had a better year than expected. But just to your point, not quite the star power as those top four. Yeah, yeah. It's just
5: right now, I, I think that's when we talked about it a bit with Offensive Player of the Year. I, I'd i have to wait in season to, before I feel. And, and look, wait, it's the past couple of years, it's been in season. Who of those four guys do I think have a, have a be- best case compared to the odds it's with what, what,
4: they, what are attached to them right now? Injuries become a thing. And I think that's the hard part about betting this type of event or award. Off season, you get an injury in July in training camp, and you don't even make yeah, it to yeah, the season. So yeah. uh, The good news is, this next awards market we're going to talk about, we don't have to worry about injuries. Um, I guess <laughs> kind of we do, but in a different vein. We're not worried about the coach getting injured. We're worried about the team that he's coaching getting injured, and that actually leads us to what took place in this market this year. Because the entire coach of the year market, you want to talk about framing the market. The market was framed in this awards uh, genre based solely off of quarterback injuries and what Kevin Stefanski was able to accomplish, despite the fact that the Browns played, what, five different quarterbacks this year? I think I know four for sure. I forget if there was a fifth or not. I think it was five. 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 You remember the Brady meme with the four? Yeah, we're going to the extra digit here with the thumb. Five quarterbacks for Kevin Stefanski this year. Can I name the five? pj brown right watson flacco now i'm kind of drawing a blank Ah, who are the other guys it's four it is four okay it's four i i I thought five was a stretch but four is still really impressive because usually only three of them are on the roster at any given time and only two of them dress for the game so the fact that they went through four um and of course flacco gets comeback player of the year he was the fourth five Five. we got five
5: jeff driscoll started the last week of the year that's what it was Everybody remembers the great Jeff Driscoll
4: ground, uh, Browns moment this year. Five. <laughs> now, to be fair, Jeff Driscoll was not the reason why Kevin's defense won coach of right, the yes, year. Yes. <laughs> but five quarterbacks in one season. And this makes this market very difficult to bet on. Because, right, there are rules with this market. Just like there's rules with the offensive player, no quarterbacks. With the MVP, all quarterbacks. With this market... The rules are a little more nuanced, Kelly.
5: Yeah, t- uh, yeah, no, they totally are. I think they they're, look. We've got Jim Harbaugh at the top. New coach always gets an,
4: an inside track. The, the, the rules are the new coaches, the rookie coaches yeah. get an easy like they're graded on a curve compared right, to the other coaches. Yeah,
5: right. it makes sense. And, and one, the one I wanted to bring up about this one, Jared, is just it, it, it doesn't matter if we ta- if we talk about this, we talk about MVP, we talk about a lot of the things that are posted in Kings right now. The ones that keep pop- jumping out to me are the Green Bay names, and it's Jordan Love, it's Matt LaFleur that are way up there, and I get it, I, I do, I get it, I'm not even sitting here trying to tell you it's a bad bet, but what's going to happen, okay, for either one of those two to get home, what has to happen?
4: For LaFleur, LaFleur. they have to win the division. They have to win the division, like, And they right? have to be, and everyone has to stay healthy, everything's got to be perfect. Let's
5: just let's just start right there, though, they have to, they win, have the to win the division. They have to win the division. Just wait till Green Bay division odds are released, and I would be hammering that. If you really believe this much in LaFleur in Jordan Love, look at those as sprinkles to add on to your bets on a Green Bay division bet. Right? That's that's all I want to point out. Because I think there's a lot of people are getting excited about this Green Bay team. I think with good reason. I would just be look at these as small additions to a bigger division bet that you're going to end up making on the Packers. And, you know, kind of you're kind of in the inverse. Matt, Matt Brown brought this up last week where he thought there was some value on jared goff at 30 to 1 in the
4: mvp market i
5: mean it's just if you're looking at detroit detroit on these kind of markets right now is being treated like they're the second team in that division
4: yeah and the ironic part is in the actual futures market they're not they're ahead right, exactly of where the packers are i think the packers are going to be that sexy team yeah, everyone too. talks about in the offseason they will be the lions of last summer
5: yeah, it's so far. It's been Green Bay and the Rams, right? That's all I've heard in the, in the past week and a half. It's been I Packers and Rams.
4: Rams. And me either. The reason why I don't buy the Rams, Stafford was healthy all seventeen games. Yeah. What are the odds he stays healthy all seventeen games? Two years in a row.
5: So so, and even like I, I even I was like I was one of those people early season and even in the off season last year that I was like, oh, both the Rams and the Bucks, I was like, look, I've got no bets on them, not, you know, no expectations. Those but,
4: are the two but they, overachievers.
5: Well, they still had some of those holdover pieces sure. from Super Bowl Especially runs, the defense right? on the Bucks. So you're like, I don't know how good or or, or bad these teams could be. And they ended up it's both true. being pretty
4: decent. They'd say above average. But
5: yeah. everything you just said about the
4: Rams is completely true. Like how often are you going to run that pure with health, with Stafford? And That was I the mean, whole question coming into the year. That's the reason why I was down on them. I thought they had an opportunity opportunity because they drafted more than ever before right. to actually have some young pieces to get excited about but do you trust Stafford to stay healthy for the duration and the answer was you should because and, he was and then you could ne- you could have never predicted puka naku was gonna be as good as he was like that was uh, one of the drafted I mean? like pieces that. they hadn't drafted anyone right. that was of value in the last three years because they spent all their money on assets and free agents and loading up for that super Bowl run they trade all the draft they trade all the
5: picks i, yeah. I think
4: I think the Rams are one of those teams that you at least take into account, but not in this market. Let's go a little further down the list because I I do think obviously D'Amico Ryan's, um, you could make a case that if the Stefanski uh, quarterback variance doesn't take place, right? D'Amico, Ryan's, or Matt Campbell, or excuse me, Dan Campbell, the the Matt Campbell, <laughs>
5: certainly not Matt Campbell. Don't I, bet that. <laughs> yeah, don't, do,
4: do not bet Matt Campbell. Um, it, those were the two guys last year. I thought, based off of the team trajectories, yeah. that deserved to be coaches of the year. The Lions and the Texans going from the outhouse to the penthouse virtually overnight, but the situation in Cleveland was was unprecedented I mean it was Correct, a, such yeah. a unique situation Stefanski's had postseason success right they've been to the playoffs remember they almost beat the Chiefs a couple years ago um and I, I think it just was an interesting dynamic that got him to the top but let's try to figure out if there's another uh, uh D'Amico Ryans or uh, Campbell uh, you know vibe this year Maybe it's Mike McDonald yeah. with the Seahawks, yeah. right? The thing that scares me with Seattle is you lose both coordinators and the head coach, and you now trust Geno Smith to kind of just run the show. They've got talent, and Mike McDonald I think's got a chance to renovate that defense. That fits the mold. Dave Canales fits the mold, right? Rookie it, head coach. It, it
5: feels like you got to be. A, that's another one where you got to be a believer in Geno, and you got to believe this Seattle team's going to make the playoffs. But if you do. Yeah, sure. I think fourteen to one's worth a bet.
4: What about Sal at fourteen one? It's probably you, you yep. throw him out because of Rodgers, or or do you think no? Nah, they he, overcome the fact that he coaches for the Jets. Yeah,
5: I, no. I think that's. Uh, I think that that would be one. If I had to bet this right now, the two we just brought up are probably Salad McDonald. It would probably be the two bets I would make. Now, because you will, like we talked about this last week a little bit, and, and, and you know, Matt brought this up. I think it was accurate of MVP of Aaron Rodgers. You know, if we talk Aaron Rodgers to Sean Watson, there's going to be all these stigmas hanging over these guys that how much is it going to be held against them and for how long, right? How long? I think that does matter. I don't really know. But Robert Saul is not going to get punished. You know what I mean? By Uh. the media for something. Maybe they're holding over Aaron Rodgers. In fact, maybe instead of some MVP votes going uh, Aaron Rodgers way, it turns into coach of the year votes for Robert Saul. I don't really know how they're going to handle that, but I think it's something to be aware of. Like D'Amico. Demico right Bro, now. D'Amico,
4: I, I love D'Amico Rhines, but you can't top last year. So
5: like, right? Like that's a How tough. Are you could cross cross him off.
4: I, I lo- think you cross off McVeigh and Eberflus, too, too. frankly.
5: Me too. I, I mean, D'Amico would have to somehow do better than what he did last Impossible. year. I think for them to really consider him, I don't think that's going to
4: happen. Steichen, you can make a case that Richardson got a you know incomplete grade last year, and maybe this is really Steichen's first year with Richardson if he stays healthy. Yeah, but even
5: so, oh, but I, I need longer than fourteen to one on that team,
4: right? Certainly agree. Because
5: you're talking playoffs, they need. To be in the
4: playoffs for him to be considered. Playoffs? Playoffs? We're talking playoffs already? Uh, we are. A numbers game. Returns on the other side. Beesome.
6: Numbers game on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: Well, start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VEASAN daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, I'm already seeing uh, picks. Tyler Shoemaker's got college basketball on the card. Take a look. T- Tyler does a great job with his numbers, not only for the men's basketball, but women's basketball. That's what I love. I love when we get unique sports in soft markets. And Tyler Shoemaker, of course, college basketball, both men and women. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox, absolutely free. VEASAN.com slash newsletter to subscribe. I think our pal, Bill was up late last night trying to figure out how to spin the NBA All-Star results into the news. I don't know how you spin <laughs> that positively. Yeah. We were talking during the break here. Jared Smith in for Gil Alexander on the numbers game here. Live from the D. Kelly Bidlin with us as well. Day after the NBA All-Star game. It was a unique Experience to say the least. Um, we were joking during the break about Adam Silver's message during the uh, trophy presentation when he was handing Giannis the trophy. He said, well, you scored the most points and you could hear angst anger i mean he's almost wanted to beat Giannis over that with the microphone like you guys didn't play any defense but here have your trophy <laughs> I, I don't it's just i don't know what he was expecting like, I, I know no he, i know he
5: he made a bit of a speech about it but come he on, he did man. make like, a speech it's the nba all-star game like what do you think's gonna happen
4: i think oh what NBA happened
5: jock vaughn has been fired by the brooklyn nets you know what's funny i don't know how much that moves the needle for everybody out there but uh brooklyn nets Apparently, Jock Vaughn didn't do a good enough job with a bunch of mediocre players.
4: You know what's funny? Jacques. I remember when the day the day they fired Steve Atkinson, the Nets. It always seems like the Nets have these like really plucky head coaches that are like tryhards and they never give them a fair shake. They, re- I, they <laughs> it happens all the I thought Atkinson was yeah. a good coach. I
5: like Jock Vaughn too. Like I like him too. I mean, it's. I don't. don't, He's got a bunch of. He's got a bunch of players that could be really good who are really young right now that are on nice contracts, Mm. and that's why you wanted to acquire them.
4: I, I don't. I don't so really your, know why there's we'd There's your breaking shocked. news here on a, a... Not a very pleasant All-Star. There were no Nets in the All-Star game, probably, right? Um, yeah, I, they don't have the same yeah, rules as question. baseball like do. You're... They don't have the same rules as baseball do, where there has to be a player from each team on <laughs> no. the All-Star uh, team, on the All-Star roster. So, uh, Jock Vaughn gets his walking papers today. Of course, Kelly Bidlin and and, and the NBA crew does a great job covering the uh, the association, JVT, our senior NBA uh, analyst will be on prime um, primetime later today. I'm sure they will be covering that story. We are keeping keeping an eye, a very close eye, on the President's Day awards, mar- I'm just kidding. There's no awards market in President's Day. But we are getting tweets from people who are celebrating President's Day. Scott C., we appreciate the tweet, pal. Uh, he said, spending my day off from the post office attending mattress sales dressed as George Washington. <laughs> Apparently, cosplay is a big thing <laughs> hey. for the President's Day sales. sales, sales are, though. <laughs> he, he hit the nail sales on the head. Are, I, yeah. We
5: were wondering about parties and what do people do to celebrate. No, it's always sales. Scott's absolutely mattress right sales. about
4: that. sales. Yeah. <laughs> Presidents' Yeah, so get your buy one, get one mattress for President's Day, right? It's the first president, George Washington. You get the top-rate, first-tier price on a mattress. Um, We appreciate the tweets, guys. We we really do. I
5: bet your local Ford dealership's got a great great deal going on right now, and you should go check that (laughs) out. That's
4: really what it is. I should have waited. I just bought a car about a month ago. I should have waited for President's Day. Oh, come on, man. You got to circle it on the calendar. Yeah, the President's Day sales, second to none. And again, if you want to send us tweets, uh, at Kelly Bidlin, at Jared Lee Smith, at Beeson, live. Um, If you guys are celebrating President's Day, we don't think it's a highly celebratory holiday. It is a bank federal holiday with kind of a school holiday mixed in between. I don't remember specifically my school holiday President's Day vibes growing up. I don't don't remember remember. that one off school. I remember I remember in middle school we got like a like a winter ski week. I went to a private school up a winter until high school. Ski week. I went to wow. a private school until high school and then I went into high school and then I went into public school after that. They actually called it a ski week? They called it ski week. Oh we, had a, we had a week off in February <laughs> for the all the rich, and I wasn't one of them. I was on the lower end of this income bracket when I went to and I went to it was university school in Davie, Florida. Yeah, I uh, know. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and and we had a ski week in February. So we never got President's Day. We got a whole week off for skiing. <laughs> I never went skiing, I'm not a skiing guy. I would fall down the mountain. Um, But, yeah, Ski Week was was a thing in my school. We never got President's Day. Wait, this was was down in Florida? In Davie, Florida University School, we got a whole week off for Ski ski Week is what they called it. Wow. I know. Hey, listen, kids get off these days for all kinds of stuff. But it's different now because they've got to go to virtual class. It's all about the virtual class. No, wait, that's that's not still a thing, is it? I've heard that. Really? I've uh, I've heard snow days now are virtual school days. I, not
3: oh, every, not
4: man. every school district, but I've had friends and I've seen that stuff on social sense. media yeah. where sc- where snow days now are virtual school days. That is a kill. I mean, they
5: did it all during the pandemic. They had a lot of virtual school days yeah, during right, the pandemic. Yeah. So and stuff it makes like sense. That. Yeah, it makes sense. You're right. Wow, that sucks for kids though. Like that. I I'm mean, glad I'm on.
4: not of school age anymore.
5: I mean, um, even like if there's like now I'm thinking, you know, back to us down in South Florida, if there's like a tropical storm approaching we used to get you know, off for hurricanes. I remember yeah, I got the, off for hurricanes. Those kids got to sit in school till their uh, their internet
4: goes out or Ama- something. Like, imagine, that's terrible. imagine there's a hurricane going on outside and you're trying to do like algebra. <laughs> <laughs> that was that would not be the vibe for me growing up. Kids, we're gonna hang here until your internet goes out. <laughs> I'm freezing. I'm freezing. We've certainly gone off the rails from President's Day. All right. um, Hideki Matsuyama. Um, I watched a little bit of the Genesis yesterday. I do think this is the time of the golfing year where I start to really get involved, right? We've had a few tournaments. We've had a couple of events. We had, what was it, the Hawaii? There was an event in Hawaii, right? And there was a couple of yep. events overseas. But this is really, I think, the Western swing as we kind of build up towards the Masters as they'll go down to Florida in, in a few weeks as well. I, I think this is kind of the time when the golfing market starts to heat up. What was your vibe yesterday from the tournament? At market-wise, oh, what are we looking at for the Masters, too? Yeah,
5: it was, uh, it was a brutal Sunday for the Long Shots crew, that's <laughs> for sure. We had uh, let me make sure I get this right. Uh, West was on Patrick Cantlay and Will
4: Zalatoris. Oh, man. I, both those guys had decent, uh, decent starts to the round, but not great. Ends. Uh, yeah.
5: Matt Brown was on Will Zalatoris. I was on Xander Shoffley. At one oh. point, they, they were all tied at 14 yeah. under with a share of the lead. I believe that was right around the turn. And then uh, something happened. Hideki Matsuyama uh, really heated up, Jared. A berserk. And, and <laughs> he went into berserko mode. <laughs> he, he sunk six birdies on his back nine. Wow. Six birdies on his back nine. Cruises, ends up cruising to a win at the Genesis, a three-stroke victory. Uh, Luke List wills out. Torres T2 at 14-under. Hideki at 17 under par. So, um, I, I, look, my tournament got saved a bit by uh, an Adam Scott chip in to get inside the top 20 uh, on 18. Yeah. Uh, and then I had a couple of top 10. So it was an OK. It was a better tournament than what the, the beginning of the golf season has been so, so far for, uh, for me. Wanted to talk about this, though, because it's a great time of year to start adding to kind of your master's portfolio. And this is not something, Jared, that I personally do for too many other majors, usually because you only got about a month in between. Sure. The, the everything's kind of priced correctly, but this is the beginning of the g- golf season, kind of as you were talking about. We, we always start in Hawaii. Yep. And OK, you've got Masters odds that are posted basically all year round, even as soon as Masters finishes. It takes about two weeks for books to post them up for the next year uh, already, which is that. awesome,
6: by the way. Yeah, it, it
5: is. But th- to me, this is really the only tournament that you can. As as the early part of the season progresses, you can kind of scout scout guys out. Okay, who's looking better than they were a year ago? A couple years
4: ago was Max Homer,
5: right? Sure, yeah, right. Those numbers
4: came down significantly before the actual. I'm sure
5: I had a bet on him, and it definitely lost. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But you know, and then there's there's guys that you can watch and say, "Eh, okay, they're kind of drifting a bit. So I think this is always a great time of year to kind of grab up grab some Masters tickets. As these tournaments progress with guys that you know have played well at the Masters. Okay, who's played well at the Masters that just won this tournament? Who's won it just a few years ago? Hideki Matsuyama uh, would be a guy that would fall under that category. And he was not exactly the guy I was planning on talking about. Uh, with this, I haven't bet Hideki yet. He's 35-1. to one That to number's going to come down. It, it already has. It was about 45-50 yesterday, right? So you got to catch this stuff as it's coming down. But I think it's something just to keep in mind as these tournaments over the next few weeks progress. You're going to have Mexico open this coming week. Not really a big field there. Tony Finau is about the only player of consequence uh, playing in that one. But then we go down to Florida, and you're going to have a few of those events right in a row where you have the opportunity to add some tickets. And I, A couple guys that I've bet so far that I think you could get an opportunity on again Justin Thomas I bet him at 32 to 1 I think if you're seeing JT anywhere in the 30s now he had an ugly tournament uh this past week at the Genesis stop playing with Tiger Woods Justin Thomas it is not helping you um he had an ugly tournament this past week but he's looked like he's put some things together here over the first few tournaments of the year so I've added him already Will Zalitortis was the one this past weekend finally seeing Willie Z look like he's back in the, off that back injury looking okay played some really great golf this weekend he's had some, he's had some great finishes at the Masters and only the few times that he's played there uh, T6 and then second uh, that one year so he was a guy that I added on Saturday at 35 to 1 I think if you're talking about any of those, those players, JT, Will Zalatoris in the 30s, I think could be great ads right now. Zalatoris odds, um, those got chopped down. Why am I not seeing Zalatoris on this? 35-1 at DraftKings right now. It's the same number I bet them at. Yeah. I think yeah, that's a great bet right now for the Masters. So, it really... I wanted to mention those two names, but as these next few weeks progress, you can continue to do this stuff, and it, you want to do it in the tournament and get in front of those number moves that likely come on
4: Sunday or Monday. Look aheads for the golf, and of course, the Long Shots crew with Matt Brown and Kelly West will be all over it, also all over it. Steve mackinan the Daytona 500 is in like three hours. I'm we'll pumped. get some picks next. the Sports Betting Network. Oh, are you looking for a betting edge on college basketball? The VEASAN experts have got you covered. Come a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, to the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro to subscribe today. That is VEASAN.com slash pro. Jared Smith in Fort Gill, Alexander for the next two days here on a numbers game. We are live in downtown Las Vegas at the D Resort and Casino. Kelly Bidlin here as well. We'll be joined in a minute by Steve Mackinnon But we were talking about college hoops there for a minute. Um, I will rehash the fact that I did take nine points with Iowa State tonight. They are on the road at Houston. This Iowa State team. Is certainly one to keep an eye on down the stretch i think the big 12 is the best conference in college basketball this season i think the road wins for iowa state have been intriguing anytime you go on the road and you beat teams like texas tcu and i i think that is where um held baylor uh, down as well almost uh, knocked off the bears on the road lost by two but i think this iowa state team one of the best defensive teams in the country uh, according to the metrics and again winning on the road is not easy but Keeping a, a, a low total game, right? This game between Houston and Iowa State, low total in the 120s, high 120s, low 130s. Um, catching nine in a game with a total that low, I think, um, is pretty solid. Kelly, uh, we, we do we have Steve yet? Not quite yet. OK, let's, let's continue to recap what we talked about um, during the last segment, which was a little bit of golf. And I, I think, Kelly, as you guys continue to move forward with long shots and get ready for the Masters, Um, I'll give you a couple names that I really like on this list. First of all, I would absolutely be betting um, our guy Willie Z. I I think Willie Z to me, if you find him at 35, 40 to one, I think Willie Z is absolutely a guy that um, I would be paying very close attention to after what he did over the weekend. And Matsuyama too, right? Like this is a guy that's had a ton of success in these tournaments before. And I think Hideki Matsuyama, if you feel like the momentum is there, it's like betting a look ahead in the NFL. You know that they're playing good golf. The number really has only one way to go from now until when the Masters starts.
5: Yeah, decky has been a tough guy for me to figure out. I figure out. I've been on him a couple times early this season. It's just you know he started out in Hawaii. In the century He was fifty eighth at the century, not a good showing there. The Sony he was t thirty. Then Farmers, okay, he's T-13 in a solid field at the Farmers. Pebble Beach, an elevated event. He's back to T-71. Mm. Phoenix Open, then he's T-22, so pretty good finish, and then goes out and wins the Genesis. So he's been a a tough guy to get a read on this year. Actually, it felt like that at the end of last year or two. What you know about Deku, though, is he's won won the Masters before, as we're talking about that. Yeah. He's won the Masters before. And he's always going to be great with his irons. And approach game at the Masters matters the most. Um, so, where he might struggle with other parts of his game. And it was, don't get me wrong, it was the putter uh, that got it done yesterday for him. When he's able to trade everything in sight uh, in that final round, he gained... Uh, what was it? He gained over two strokes putting yesterday on the field. Um, so, it's always... I mean, for the vast majority of golf guys, and golfers that I'm looking to back every week, it is that strong iron game. And then, sure. OK, are they also good off the tee? Are they also good scrambling or something like that, depending on what the course setup is for the week? But you kind of know a little bit what you need with the Masters. And approach play is always going to be key. And Hideki is always, always great with approach play. Gained over two strokes on approach uh, for the event this week. Is
4: the Masters the end? And this might sound weird. Is it the easiest event to handicap just because it's the same course every year you know exactly what you're getting it's like it's the first mate like it's it's so consistent with what you're handicapping the variables rarely change
5: yeah, it really, that's... So we were talking about the Genesis, and Genesis, what you'll call it, course history, and what, you, what sure. you talk about a lot And they play at the same
4: course, too, it, but the Masters is like so specific on what you need right. to win. So,
5: so some of these courses, it, it, we usually use the word stickier, stickier course history than others, right? Which which guys tend to play well there year after year, which guys tend to not play well there year after year. It Genesis is about... Number two or three on tour, only behind the Masters. I mean, the Masters is number one. The guys that I like play that sticky, yeah, the I've guys that, that play that well there usually play well there, or have a better chance to play well there every year. The only, the, the only other wrinkle that's thrown in with the masters right is that you get now especially now with the live tour and everything you get the true best of the best of the best playing in this tournament where even this past week good with point. it being an elevated signature event not a lot on of tour,
4: live a lot of very you're still missing good all the live players. yeah exactly how and i have so because the fact that i don't i'm not invested in the golf markets as kelly and the long shots crew are i i this probably is something I've missed over the last six months or really, really six months or so. Um, or I guess when the golf season was really in, 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 in full swing a a few months ago, before we got that little break, has the live intrusion, I guess, impacted the way that the markets are kind of cut up, right? Because usually in multi-way markets, it's some guys are kind of always on that same pricing tier, but when you, reduce the amount of top like like for example John Rahm who's like you know always at the top tier you take him off that top level does it recalibrate kind of filter down the way that the rest of the markets are priced
5: yeah totally does totally does Um, and and that's something that you've look I think the beginning of of the PGA Tour season's been a little bit clunky because of that we've had a lot of long shot winners I think that the the easy answer there is okay well if you take a lot of the top guys off the board and and move them off the tour then it's going to open up a window for those longer shots to actually get home. I think there's some of that that makes sense. You know, some sure. not but the the pricing in new pricing is definitely something you need to be aware of. That's for sure because there are guys that, you know, used to be 40 to 1 that are now tw- that are now 30 to 1, 28 to 1 because of some of those guys that have left.
4: I always like pricing outrights in golf tournaments is really hard. Like it just and, and I credit a lot of the people that do um, really good work behind the scene, And that's the thing that us as the average Joe Q public better doesn't realize. We see these markets and they look all fun and fine and dandy, but it, it's a lot of curation that goes into creating these multiways, especially at books like Circa and Westgate to take big wagers on these multiway markets with 50, to one pricing guys out there. It's just, it's not easy to price these markets. And uh, I think the golf outright, especially once we get into the Masters, and I'm glad we're able to kind of frame that today because we're now getting to that point where the Masters markets become relevant and the golfing markets absolutely are intriguing as we move down the stretch. Do we have Steve? We're going to have him next segment. We're going to have have him him next next segment. segment. That's right. If you want NASCAR picks. Stay tuned, Steve Mack. and we do have the Daytona Five Hundred coming up. And I think it's at one o'clock um, local here. What yeah, is it? one o'clock our time because I, our I time. believe four o'clock Eastern.
5: There's another race they had to get out of the way this morning, and. Uh I'm interested to talk to Steve about this because what is, what is the I mean it's Florida. Crack conditions. You, you and I know Florida. We it, do. It can it, be it a little is, wonky sometimes. Well, it, even when we don't think there's gonna be weather, there, rain. there can always be weather. So I don't know what happens of how late do we go tonight if there does something end up ends up happening. What's there? the
4: latest that a Daytona 500's ever been okay, finished? So I, I asked that
5: exact same question to uh, Did to a we get into Tuesday? Have we ever gotten to Tuesday? I, I got I got a a, a a I would say a ninety-eight percent confidence level okay. response of Monday night's the latest we've ever gone but if this is Jared you and I are both not huge NASCAR guys if this yeah is, no, I'm a
4: huge sharp <laughs> NASCAR sharp this is all I do all I do is look at NASCAR odds all day long
5: if, if this is the Super Bowl of NASCAR like, it is
4: the Super Bowl of NASCAR
5: don't you push this for as long as it needs to go and I know like I'm like uh, look I'm a golf better I understand that there is always an event the next week and you sure. can't you kind of can't screw over the and next getting event. those
4: cars to the new location. Location is not easy. It takes a long time.
5: Oh, I think you just—I think you just—you you came up with a solution. You race to the next <laughs> event. Race to the next. Race to Where the is, next is the event. next event?
4: If it's in like Alaska, just have like a million-mile drive across the country. No, there's no NASCAR race in Alaska. I'm obviously being uh, tongue in cheek here. That would here.
5: be okay. I'm
4: assuming somewhere in the South, Atlanta. Texas, Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. race to Atlanta. That's about 500 miles too, right? That's actually actually yeah, that's like a legit race. That's yeah. actually a legit race. I remember um, several times um, in my life, I have made the trip, the drive. I call it the 95 corridor, baby, from South Florida all the way up to New York. I remember oh, one, God bless. you. I remember one time I did it. I did that without once in North Carolina. stopping. No, you didn't, Kelly. What is that? Sixteen hours straight. Okay, sixteen. Sixteen. I left during the day. Morning time, and I arrived like 6 a.m. You didn't
5: stop. Stop.
4: I stopped For, to like you were you were Gatorade bottling it into the, no, in the car. I stopped to go okay. to the bathroom. I stopped to eat. I did not stop <laughs> to sleep. I drove 16 hours straight. Okay, I only, it br- was I only bring over a thousand miles.
5: I only bring this up because when I went to Florida State, it, it was always my crowning achievement to be able to make it back down to South Florida without stopping. That's easy.
4: Without stopping. Period. Oh. Well, you got to have a bladder of steel. For yeah, that. yeah, that's right. You do. That's, that's right. Impressive. That's like a solid seven that hour is, drive. Yeah, that, that's that's difficult.
5: See, or six or less. If you drive like me, three yeah, out. I also racked up a lot of speeding foot tickets over that. here.
4: <laughs> um, it, it actually fits perfectly into, again, our next segment where we will wrap up the show by talking to Steve Mackinnon and getting some NASCAR. Um, I, I'm, what's the fastest you've ever driven on I-95? Oh, have you tipped? Have you gotten this, uh, the triple digits? Oh, he's wow. Left foot Bill I mean, You fit right in in the Daytona 5. Yeah, yeah. We got to get I, him I don't in want the car. to answer that question, actually. <laughs> He's going to incriminate himself. The good news is the uh, statute of limitations on your speeding tickets have expired. Steve we will get his driving record and his NASCAR picks on the other side, a numbers game.
1: Terms and conditions apply.
2: My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In
3: response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community.
2: There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community.
3: Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council.
6: A numbers game on v the sports betting network. This week
4: on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers deposit five bucks. Get a no sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus wagers if that first bet loses. Download the app. Use promo code v when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. All right, let's wrap up a numbers game here on this President's Day Monday. I'm Jared Smith in for Gil Alexander today and tomorrow. Live from the D in downtown Las Vegas, Kelly Bidlin here with us as well. And joining us now, we get him for this last segment of the show. Very excited to bring in um, VEASAN.com uh, writer and editor, Steve Mackin. And of course, follow him on Twitter at Steve Mackin. And we're going to talk NASCAR with you today, Steve. Of course, um, the Daytona 500, a little bit of a pushback, uh, weather delay yesterday, and so we get the great uh, – the, the big race, the Super Bowl, the first big event on the NASCAR calendar taking place on a Monday afternoon. So I guess first let's talk about that dynamic. The weather yesterday now bleeding into today, and we have a race happening before this one and the afternoon. What's the weather look like today? What are the track conditions? What should we know heading into the Daytona 500 later today?
6: Well, hey, thanks, guys, for having me on. First off, I the earlier segment, I, it seems like you guys missed your calling. Perhaps you guys should be racing today. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> kelly for sure <laughs> maybe even be some of the you know they call them the road course aces or the road course <laughs> ringers maybe be those type of guys
4: i don't know kelly you <laughs> so, want
6: to reboot that
4: one bud
5: uh yeah no i'm good i'm good i'm good i think uh yeah i think there are some police officers in
6: the state of florida <laughs> that i'm happy i'm off the road i think that's that's the case uh, uh I, well guys yeah m- m- hey monday racing uh we saw this in 2020 now the Daytona 500 was delayed till Monday. The difference in that one is that one went to a Monday night race. We're only pushing this one back by about an hour. uh, And it sounds like the the track's going to be in good shape. They're going to have it ready to go. So I don't think we're, if you handicapped for yesterday, I don't think you're going to see a whole lot different today. Now, just perusing my Twitter feed this morning, right now, I see some sort of incident happen with a jet dryer on the track oh boy. some you know, fuel dump or fire or something so there's something going on there hopefully it doesn't affect anything as far as our start time and push it back but uh, if you handicap for yesterday I think you're fine for today
4: well that's good to know we will uh, try to update I don't know what's going on with a jet dryer that does not sound uh, promising but I do know that um, they need the clean track what do you got for me Well,
5: Kelly? it's like the opposite of the Zamboni right <laughs> the like you're taking the moisture <laughs> the antithesis of, of the, the Zamboni the anti-boni. instead of dumping moisture on the ice okay <laughs> So yeah, you got to dry out the track
4: for yeah, these cars to race. You do. I, I, I claim, uh, at least we, we, we sit here in the expert role and the chairs. I know nothing about NASCAR and, and Daytona. So we hope you can fill us in on, on some of these details. I can't tell you that Joey Logano sits in the pole position, but he is not the favorite in the race, Steve. Um, it is actually Denny Hamlin um, uh, right now, plus 750, the uh, favorite to win the Daytona 500. Bush and Logano kind of in the second favorites role there at 9-1, to one. Ryan Blaney, 12-1, to one, and then you go further in down the list is there a name on this list that intrigues you and is the market to fish in here or i guess drive in the winner's market and not the top three top five market
6: well i tell you what uh, i've studied this particular week's race more than probably any in recent memory daytona 500 is the is the super bowl and nascar so everybody wants to play this everybody wants to bet it uh you want one of the things uh, you want to think about this race here is it's, this is an underdog dominated race. So being the favorite in a race like this is only for certain reasons. Now, Denny Hamlin's won this race three times. He's one of the top drivers expected to be on the, on the circuit this season. That's why he's the favorite. The interesting guy at number two is Kyle Busch. He's got a must have a lot of money coming in on him. Cause he was 12 to one following the practice sessions on uh, Saturday. I don't see him as a real favorite in this race. He has not done real well at Daytona or on these drafting tracks in general. Now the interesting thing about Kyle Busch is he's one of six past champions in this race that has not won at Daytona. You get to a desperate state if you haven't won at Daytona and you're a champion, because you think you're at the top of the, of your sport. Daytona 500 is the premier race to win. And uh, you got Bush. Uh, Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski, Ryan Blaney, uh, Kyle uh, Larson, and Martin Truex, all past champions that have not won. That's going to be one of the more intriguing things happening in today's race. Yeah,
4: and then you have Jimmy Johnson in it as well. I know that's a name that a lot of racing fans are familiar with, but he he, he retired or was, uh, entered into the Hall of Fame recently and now coming back to race here, and that's a unique wrinkle as well.
6: Yeah, no, he doesn't have the equipment. To, uh, everybody hears the name Jimmy Johnson. He's Hendrick Motorsports, seven-time champion. Uh, he doesn't have the equipment that he once had. He's driving for a smaller Richard Petty-led team, uh, Legacy Motorsports. So uh, I I don't consider him to be a top threat here. He did run fairly well in the dual race on, uh, on Thursday nights. So I, I would expect him to be... Uh, at some points running sort of up front, I wouldn't say at the f- forefront, but near, near the front. But I wouldn't expect a, I mean, maybe a top five finish will be the top you could get out of someone like him.
4: We're talking to Steve Mackin and Visan writer and editor. Follow him on social media at or on Twitter, I guess, at Steve Mackin. I'm not sure if you're on Instagram or TikTok at, uh, under those same names, Steve. But um, some of the names that were interesting to me over the last few years that have won this race, again, names that I've never heard of before, like Michael McDowell and Austin Sindrick, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Last year, again, these are guys that you don't typically think of at the top of the auto racing world. The long shots tend to be a better bet in this race is there a long shot today that
6: catches your eye yeah that's an interesting uh, comment you make there jerry because the three straight daytona 500s have been won by somebody listed at uh plus 3000 or higher 30 to 30 to 1 basically so you you can Score something real nice today if you if you pick that guy. Now, if I go at the DraftKings right now and look at the guys listed at thirty to one or better, first guy first guy pops up is Alex Bowman plus uh, thirty five hundred. He's a Hendrick Motorsports driver. Now, I expect Hendrick to be in contention at some point in the race. Where and when that is, I don't know. If he's the guy up in front, getting pushed by a teammate at the end. Hey, he could be the winner. You you have no idea. Now there's you can go even further back. There's if you're looking at a real surprise guy, maybe like a Michael McDowell when he won when he, very unexpected. How about a Corey LaJoy plus 3,500? He was very uh, strong in the truck race. He he got to run a truck race on Friday night for team. so he was uh, up front for quite a bit there. Uh, this uh, this is just uh, it, it almost seems like a air of randomness. When when you get to the Daytona 500, because they're, the points aren't quite as important because we're not deep in the season, uh, you you've got guys going for wins here today
4: it's a fantastic point um i I think these races and again i'm not a a nascar sharp um but i do think when you look at the outright markets you want to look at guys that you're going to make a splash with now the markets that i am willing to go a little bit chalkier in and i feel the same way when i do bet these similar multi-way you know long list of players could possibly win events like golf i look to the matchups. I look to the matchups, Steve, and I think the matchups in this particular case, you get the available matchups on DraftKings. I'm seeing Kyle Busch against Martin Truex Jr. He's about a 25-cent favorite. Joey Logano's a big favorite over Ty Gibbs. Are the matchups a prop market, I guess, or a derivative market of the actual odds that you like to look at in the NASCAR races that offer some value?
6: Every week, I, I will bet at least three to five matchups. Now, for this particular one caught my eye here. Uh, we talked about Kyle Bush here being a plus 900, being the second level favorite for this race. If you compare him in the matchup to Denny Hamlin, Denny Hamlin's a minus 145 favorite. He's plus 800 compared to plus 900 in the uh, outright win. Now, this is, as I look at this, I'm thinking, people are thinking either Kyle Bush has a good shot to win or he doesn't, he's not even going to be up near the front. Now, if you're thinking along those lines, I would be more than willing to lay that minus 145 with Danny Hamlin because he has been so good at these plate type of tracks or, or drafting type of tracks that uh, he's bound to be up somewhere near the front at the end.
4: Kyle Bush over Kenny Hamlin, minus 145 currently on DraftKings. All right, uh, final minute here before I let you go, Steve. Who's winning this thing today?
6: Well, I uh, famously, I run simulations for every race on VEASAN. Uh, There are 36 races. Last year, I hit almost a third of them, 11 races. Uh, Today's race is the Daytona 500 at Daytona is what I call ability grade of F because of the randomness of who might win or who or where guys finish. Now, that happens because you get guys eliminated by big wrecks and that type of thing. So grade F, obviously the worst. So if you're going to bet this race based upon simulations, there's better ones to do it in, but this is a good race to find some underdogs. That said, the simulation calls for Joey Logano to win Austin Sindrick, uh, two, Denny Hamlin, number three. Wow. Sindrick,
4: the long shot there. Again, one of the guys that won the race a couple years ago um, coming from outside the pack. And again, Denny Hamlin over Kyle Busch. That is the matchup to look to. Steve McEnin, uh, writer, editor over at vsun.com. We appreciate the time. Good luck with the race, pal. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me great stuff um fantastic numbers game here on president's day monday of course i want to thank our guests uh, steve you just heard from jay con from sirius xm the hockey show and of course the man pulling the strings here kelly bidlin and our crew behind the scenes been a fun show bud
5: it has you know what i just remembered my worst speeding ticket story too how about two in the same day on my drive
4: out here to vegas when i was moving in west texas Keep that one thing. in the saddle for tomorrow because I'll be back and we'll be chatting a little bit more about the NFL, college hoops, and everything else here on a numbers game. Beason continues next.
1: Terms and conditions apply.
2: Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council.